It is a very special week on the podcast because it's launch party week. Launch Party Week is a live virtual event I host every single year that covers the ins and outs, the mindset shifts and the strategies, and the being and doing that go into five and six figure launches. If you haven't officially registered yet, you can go to alignedandambitious.co forward slash LPW. Otherwise, enjoy the recordings on the podcast this week and make sure you tag me in your favorite episode. So excited for today's chat because we are going to completely bust down your beliefs around your audience size, your following size, the things that we think matter that don't really matter. (laughs) Okay, so today is all about why you don't need a big following to have a sold out launch. And we're going to actually talk about the things that you need instead, the things that we can focus on that are healthy and supportive and actually helpful for our goals. And your following, it's not one of them. I have people DM me on a weekly basis. Oh, Taylor, I love what you're doing. Oh, Taylor, launching sounds so much fun, but I don't have an audience. I don't have anyone to launch to. I had someone ask this yesterday and I was like, do you literally have zero followers or do you just think it's not big enough? So you're basically writing them all off. And she's like, no, I have 500. And I'm like, that's 500 people. (laughs) But we get in this mindset that more is better. And I think less is always more, right? So I want you guys to think about your current following size. Think about when you launch, when you sell, whether you've done it a million times, whether you're just getting ready to do it your first time or plan to do it your first time. And I want you to tell me in the comments, what does it mean to you? What are the stories that come into play around your community size, around your audience, around your email list? Even if it's not audience related, I'd love to just see kind of where where the group is at. And um What are the beliefs and the stories that tell you you can't have the launch that you want? Um, It's not big. What if you have no following at all right now? Then you start to build one. Everybody starts from the ground up. I see, I I saw a lot of comments yesterday too of like, I've never launched before. I don't have an email list. What if I have nothing to sell? You build it, right? You take the first step. We've all started from nothing. I have started from nothing, but you start. So we'll talk about that too. My offer is too holistic, not getting the support I want. People will see me as a fraud because I've never launched before. I hear so many stories of people when they have 10K followers and I only have 2K. People I know, not enough support. I'm not a consistent enough marketer, having fear to price it. Okay, okay. Well, I am overjoyed to let y'all know it's all bullshit. It is not real. None of these things determine your success unless, unless you believe it. If you're subscribing to the belief that it's not enough, people won't pay my rates, 
people aren't paying attention. They don't understand my offers, this, that, and the other thing. I'm too new. I've never done it before. If that's the fuel that you're fueling your body and fueling your mind and fueling your spirit with, that's what you'll see to be true. And so even noticing language patterns around like, I only have 2000 followers. What if we shifted the whole narrative of, holy shit, I have 2000 people in my world wanting to see what I'm up to, wanting to learn more about my work, caring enough to hang out and be a follower. When I first started my business, I had actually transitioned my personal Instagram into my business Instagram. So I had about a thousand, maybe 1200 followers, not ideal clients, people from high school, family, people from college, random people I met along the way. They were not ideal at all. So while I had the follower count, I had a thousand plus followers. They were not people who were interested in what I was doing. And so as I started to build from the ground up and I started to market more and create more content and engage more, I'd say at the time that I had my first launch ever, which if you guys don't know my first launch story, I launched about six to eight weeks into my business, brand new, again, from the ground up, I had nothing. I started with nothing, but I started and I didn't believe that my follower count determined my success. I was so bought into what I was doing. <laughs> I had so much self-belief and conviction in what I was doing that I had a $10,000 launch with about, I'd say 600 at that point, ideal qualified followers. And so <laughs> we get so wrapped up in the numbers. Well, how do I get more followers? If you guys didn't see my Instagram post, I left my handle on the slide. You can go check it out. But I was essentially saying, if you have 10 followers and you can't sell to those 10, it doesn't get any easier when you have 50. If you have 500 followers and you're not converting a single person into a sale, it does not get any easier once you have 5,000. It does not get any easier once you have 10,000 because it's not about the numbers. Like anything else, I think we can all agree on this. Yes, Courtney, this is exactly where I'm going. Quality over quantity. When I first started out, I had a thousand people in my audience from just growing up having a social platform and it didn't matter that there were a thousand of them there because the quality was compromised. They weren't there for me. They weren't there for my business. They weren't there for what I was doing. But the people who were there for what I was doing were the people that I was focused on. So I want to talk about the things that I think are very important to focus on rather than the following count. And I want you guys to leave today saying, I don't give a fuck how many people are or are not in my audience today. My follower count, my email list size, my Facebook group size is not at all tied to my ability to earn and receive money on the internet, unless that's what I believe. That's not what we're choosing to believe. That's not the vibe 
that's so restrictive. We're in choice and we are not choosing that. We're not choosing that. No, thank you. And I want you to think about it this way too. Let's take those 50 people or 500 people or a thousand people and let's put them in a room. And now you have to go stand on stage and talk about how to work with you. That no longer feels small. <laughs> that no longer feels like only 2,000 people, right? You're like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people out there. And I want you guys to know too, I have clients. I have clients who have 30,000, 40,000, 100,000 followers that are not making the kind of money you would assume just because their following size is big. Knowing how to grow your community knowing how to connect with your community, two different things, two different things. Knowing how to get more followers on Instagram and knowing how to sell your services on the internet, two separate things. Two separate things. Our minds are the things that make them one, but they do not coexist. I would so much rather you guys take this precious time and energy that we have been focusing on, right? That's what we talked about yesterday. Those are the two most important assets and invest those into your sales skills, into marketing, into building relationships. If you guys have any following size at all, 100, 200, 500, 5,000, I'm going to guess, I would bet a lot of money <laughs> that not every person in your community has bought from you or has worked with you before, right? If you guys are feeling like, well, my audience size is too small, we'll have every single person, have they bought from you? Have they enrolled in a program? Because if not, there's so much more connection to be done. There's so much potential that you're sitting on, but we are so focused on more. We want to go over here. We want more, more, more. We think more is going to be easier. We think more is better. And we abandon what we already have. And the secret to getting more of what you want, followers, money, sales, love, sex, relationships, insert desire here. The secret to getting more of what you want is to appreciate and celebrate what you have. And so just shifting the language and the narrative of, I don't have a following. Oh, it's not big enough. It's not good enough. It's only this. It's only that. Just language tweaks. That's the first thing. I write in my journal when I'm going through my gratitude. I am so fucking grateful for the Aligned and Ambitious community. They are family, they show up, they are invested in me, in my energy, they align with my mission. I don't care if they comment. I don't care if they like. I don't care if they're blowing up my DMs or not. They're there. They're watching. They're listening. They are taking their time and energy and they're investing it into my content, whether I'm always aware of it or not. Anchoring in that, <laughs> anchoring in that is what will create magnetism on your social media, opening your heart to receive more, 
I sold one product on the first day of my launch. Yes, appreciate and celebrate. It makes all the difference. And I know you guys are here and you're like, I want the strategy. I want to grow my community. That's all great and fine. They can coexist. You can be very, very grateful for what you have while also wanting to create more. But if you are just focused on the creating more part and you don't have that anchored first piece of it, you're going to fall flat and you're going to feel exhausted and you're going to feel like the wheels are always turning, but you're not making momentum. You're not seeing progress. You're not moving the needle. You have no anchor. You are just loosely floating <laughs> and you're, you know, what's the analogy I'm looking for? You're like, just like in the sea floating around and it's like, oh, I want a big following. I'm going to swim over here. Oh, I want more money. I'm going to swing over here. And there's nothing to center you. You're not grounded. Not grounded. Any tips on how to celebrate? It's like, we can't overcomplicate this. How do you celebrate anything else? How do you celebrate your birthday? How do you celebrate getting a new job? How do you celebrate getting a raise? How do you celebrate going on vacation? How do you celebrate if you were to make $10,000 tomorrow, it just dropped in your account, how would you celebrate? It doesn't have to look the same. It doesn't have to be extravagant. Pre-pregnancy, my celebration was I would buy myself my favorite sparkling wine and I would pop the bottle like I just made a million dollars and I would dance and I would get in the vibe. Sometimes I, for this launch, I pre-celebrated. I bought myself those champagne earrings that you guys saw yesterday. That was my celebration to myself. I will cook my favorite meal. I will take myself on a date. I will go get my nails done. I will get a massage. Sometimes it's just, I'm going to make myself a luxurious fucking coffee in the morning and celebrate with every sip. What makes you feel good? How do you celebrate anything else? That is so critical. Now, <laughs> this is not part of what I wanted to talk about today, but we're here now and we're going to talk about it because I think it's very important. Um, we'll talk about this a little bit on the last day too. This brings us to embodiment, right? We're going to talk about embodiment a little bit. I usually get a cupcake or something. Well, Julia, like if the cupcake brings you joy, get yourself half a dozen cupcakes. <laughs> get yourself a dozen cupcakes. <laughs> Count 10 things you're grateful for every single day. It is so important to celebrate everything. Everything. You know, on Instagram, we see I'm celebrating this milestone. I'm celebrating this money. I'm celebrating this new client. I wake up every day and I celebrate that God decided to renew my contract. <laughs> I have another day. I get another day. It's a gift. I get another day. I get another chance. I get more opportunities. I'm healthy. I have good food in my home. I... I'm strong enough to exercise. I'm carrying a healthy baby. I have an amazing husband. My family is healthy. There is so much to celebrate, but in this industry, we only see the celebration tied to the money. And if you're only celebrating when you earn the money, you're gonna be waiting a long time for that money to come in. 
And so that, that brings me back to then what I was going to go and talk about with embodiment. I don't really like the word mindset anymore because when I hear mindset nowadays, and if you guys don't know, when I first started in my business, I was just a mindset coach. I taught on the law of attraction. I taught on energetics. I did not go into business coaching yet. And then guess what? When I shifted my industries, I had all these fears come up of, well, maybe there's no one in my audience that wants this. I had a few thousand followers at that point, but I was like, maybe no one's there. Maybe it's not enough. So I even went into that myself. But anyway, so my background is the energy work. And when I think of mindset now and what I think a lot is taught on that's a little bit misleading is, if I just tell myself every single day that it's possible and that it's true, if I just journal until my hand is cramping, (laughs) if I just sit in meditation for 15 minutes every day, I will have done the mindset work and it will be easier. There is a difference between telling yourself what you want to believe and actually believing it. There is a difference between telling yourself what to believe and then feeling it. There is a difference between just telling yourself to believe and acting like that version of you now. Because it's all here, right? Like I'm really going way off topic, but I'm just gonna let it flow out and we'll circle back. Like I said yesterday, I trust myself. This is coming through. This is where we're going. It's all there. It's all there waiting for every single one of us. The money, the clients, the fulfillment, the joy, the the house, the travel, the car, the baby, whatever. It's there. If you aren't acting and behaving like the version of yourself that has those things, God, the universe, angel, spirits, whatever you believe, whatever resonates, they're going to say she's not ready. She's not ready. She's still in old thought pattern. She's still making old decisions. She's still believing old beliefs. She's closed. She's not grateful. What you want is way up here waiting for you, but you're hanging out down here. And so it's passing you every single day. It's not that it doesn't exist. And it's not that you're not doing enough. You're probably doing all the things. If I had to guess, just judging by the comments from yesterday and today, you guys are here, you're go-getters. You're willing to do the work. You're willing to do the thing. It's not about lack of effort. It's about a lack of feeling. And a lot of people, I see at least, approach mindset as a list to be checked off. So I am going to do my journaling because Taylor said so. I'm going to do my meditation because Gabby Bernstein said so. I'm going to do my breath work because whoever so-and-so said so. And then I made it. But if you are just going through the motions and you are not actually integrating that into who you are, there's always going to be that misalignment. Y'all, my brand is aligned and ambitious because if you are not aligning 
with what you want, it doesn't matter how much doing you'll do. It doesn't matter how much strategy I'll give you. The templates, the emails, the resources, the tech, the team, it doesn't matter if you're out of alignment. So when I'm talking about embodiment, it's like we have to get ourselves to a place where it's like, I want everyone, let's let's use some real examples. Drop your next launch goal or money goal or sales goal. Like what is the amount of money that you're actually actively trying to call in right now? I will let you guys know this launch that I'm in right now, Five Figure Flow Launch Party Week, I'm calling in a $200,000 launch. My next income goal that I'm working towards is 70 to 100K months to hit a million this year. That's my current focus. That's, that's the vibe. That's what I'm working on. So I just want to see where you guys are at and we will use real examples. I want to sign two clients. Lisa, how much is that? What does that look like? 10K, 8K, 20K. So my question then becomes to all of you guys, and you can do this work and you can revisit it and you should revisit it every single day. The question then becomes, if $20,000 was sitting in your bank account today, what do you do? What do you do? What's your day-to-day -day look like? What do you spend money on? What do you invest in? How do you behave? What are your beliefs? How do you dress? What are your mannerisms? Where do you shop? What do you do on the weekends? What do you donate to? What do you invest in? How often do you look at your bank account? You have to bring yourself to that place now. Now, now, now. And we're all guilty of this. And I'm seeing all these amazing goals. But what happens <laughs> is it's like, okay, I want... 10K, I want 50K, I want 8K, I want 2K. But then it, you're choosing to live in this victimhood of I don't have enough followers. Oh, I fucked it up. Oh, I'm not doing it right. There's not the right people in my audience. Nobody's paying attention. Nobody's listening to me. I guarantee, I guarantee if you guys had that money sitting in your bank account today, those thoughts would not exist in the realm of your possibility. You would be in a whole different light wavelength, thinking completely different thoughts. Something that I wrote down in my journal yesterday, I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember where this came from, but it, she was essentially saying every single time that you break that pattern, so you shift into what you actually want. Every time your mind goes, oh, I don't think I have the audience wait a second, that's fucking bullshit. Yes, I do. Everyone is there and I'm so grateful for them. That shift, that's doing. <laughs> Every time you do that, it's a compound effect. That shit adds up and you will wake up one day and that's just your core belief and you don't have these crappy thought patterns anymore. And so I have homework for you guys for what we're going to talk about, <laughs> but I want to give you new homework. This is something that I taught in my very, very first course ever. It was called Laws of Life. It was a 497 course. It was my first launch and an activity that I think is so powerful that I revisit every time I'm going through these like next level brackets of income is who am I now? How do I act? How do I behave? What are the thoughts? Where am I spending money? How do I feel about money? All of the things. Who the fuck am I? And then I make a list of, well, who's million dollar Taylor? 
and how does she believe and how does she act and what is her body language and how does she dress? And I make this list and they're side by side. And so I can clearly see where there's a disconnect. And I want to say this, who we are now is who we've been conditioned to be for a long time, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, however, right? And so there's also in this big potion of embodiment, we have to add a dash of grace because it doesn't happen overnight. And we live in a world where we want instant gratification. We can click a button and we can get food delivered in 20 minutes. We want it now. We want it yesterday. And so another thing that I see very, very commonly is if a week goes by or a couple weeks or even a couple months and you're not seeing the results you want, it's like, fuck it, it doesn't work. I'm just going to revert back to my old ways. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some time. This integration period takes time. I will tell you guys for the last, God, six to seven months, I have been struggling with this integration and I have been battling old thought patterns and I have felt plateaued around my income and I finally feel like I'm coming out of it because I stayed consistent. I kept choosing different. I kept realigning, even on bad days, even when I had thought spirals, we will have them. They don't go away. We're human. We're human. And so it's really, really important to just remind yourself of that. Um, the work doesn't stop. And that's okay. That's why we're in this. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy. The work doesn't stop. Why do you think they call it the entrepreneur roller coaster? Because <laughs> there's really high highs and there's really low lows. But the point is you get back up and you keep going. And so you know, thank you for your transparency, of course, needed this. Okay, I'm glad this was really coming through today. So I knew we had to roll with it. It's really important. It's really important, you guys. The core of what I teach and how I work with all of my clients goes back to this. Because more often than not, they're equipped with the strategies that they need. I think that's the easiest thing to do. You don't know the how or the tactics or the strategy or the step-by-step. -step. I can teach you that with my eyes closed. But if you are resistant and you don't actually believe it or you want to raise your prices, but you don't believe people will pay for it or you want to call in all this money, but you're not actually available for it, you're the only one that can help you. You're the only one that can help you. And so something that I went through last month, because again, I want you guys to see that no one's exempt from this. You will make more money and then you will want to earn more money and the same shit will start to surface. You're just better equipped now. You have the tools. You've been here before. You know how to do the energetic work. I was hiring a new mentor last month. It's the highest amount monthly I've ever paid a mentor, $5,000 a month. And I started to freak out. Can I really afford that? It's going to cut into my profit margin. Do I really need it? Am I just looking on the outside for help? Do I really want this? What's going on? I went through the whole thing. And then I said, wait a second, wait a second, million dollar Taylor. Does she invest? Yeah no hesitation. She doesn't have any hesitation. Is she certain that she'll create more money? Yes. 
is she in the scarcity if it's going to cut into my profit margin? No, because there's just so much. You want to know what I did? I invested in that coach. I signed a contract. I paid my first payment. Within two weeks, I made that payment back alone. And that's because I'm embodied. I'm living embodied. I'm choosing to do things that make me uncomfortable because I know the next level of me is very comfortable with them. That's just the norm. That's just how it gets to be. We think that when we have more, right, we're just kind of staying on this concept of more, more followers, more money, more this, more that, more funnels, more team, more whatever. It creates this feeling. I will be here to tell you <laughs> last year I had made a, a major like income leap. I was going from like 15, 20 K months to it was my first $43,000 month. And I remember that month and it was a big wake up call for me because I was like, not that I wasn't grateful. I don't, I want to make that clear. I was so grateful, but I expected it to feel different. I didn't. I didn't feel different. I was still exactly who I was. And so we think that the money creates the feeling, but the feeling creates the money. I could have called in 45K cash months a, a, a lot earlier than I actually did, but I thought that earning more money was going to make me feel some type of way. And yes, when you're scaling, it creates safety. It creates stability. You are excited. You are grateful, especially when you're first getting your business off the ground. And when I was leaving my job, there was a lot of sparky feelings there. But when you're jumping from 20K months to 40K months or 40K months to 70K months or 70K months to 200K months, it doesn't make you feel different because you're already feeling that to attract it in. Does that make sense? Okay. Same mindset should at every level. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> okay, so let's tie it back to what we were going to talk about today. But thank you for allowing this, um, <laughs> this sidebar, because I think that's important. And honestly, when it comes to followers, that's, this is the anchor of that. It's just a belief system. It's just a mindset thing. You're making two things coexist when they really are just living in separate worlds. So let's talk about what to focus on instead that's actually going to move the needle more than just your following count. And I actually caught myself in this last week, earlier this week. It's only Tuesday. I don't know. I have no sense of time. But I have said for months now, by the time the next five-figure flow launch gets here, I'm going to have the swipe up. And I'm like 300 followers away from 10K. And I was talking to my mentor yesterday and I was like, you know, it's not even that big of a deal, but I just feel like it's so much easier from the consumer perspective to like swipe up and explore rather than like click the profile, click the link to the bio. And I was like, but that's just a belief. <laughs> the people that are interested in my work and that want to work with me, don't they don't care if they have to swipe up or tap to the profile. I was just making it mean something. So again, the shit comes up at every level. So it's just you become quicker in talking yourself out of it. You become quicker with grounding yourself. You have learned enough about yourself to know how to get you out of it, to know what those embodiment practices are, to know what works for you. So 
what to focus on instead. <laughs> I have a long list of things we still need to get through. Wow. Yeah, pregnancy brain is real. You guys, yesterday, oh my God. Yesterday, I was looking for my camera charger. I was filming some YouTube videos. I, we were traveling a couple weeks ago. I looked through every bag. I looked in my book bag five or six times. I looked in my suitcase. I told my husband, I'm like, there's no way I left it in Florida, but there's also no way it's here. This morning I woke up, I checked in that book bag. I checked six times and it was right there. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? So I'm learning that that's a very, very real, real thing. Okay. So it is really, really important to focus on connecting with your people connecting with your people. What do I mean by that? Do you know your followers? <laughs> do you know anything about them? Are you building relationships with them? Or are you just so focused on who here is going to buy from me? I, uh, I texted my mentor the other day and I was like, I'm just feeling a very deep desire to create more passive income to build up more monthly recurring revenue before this baby gets here. She was like, great. What can you do to initiate the giving and receiving? How can you start giving? How can you show up with no expectation? How can I give? How can I serve? It's not about how can I serve so people will pay me. How can I give so I can build up more revenue? But really, how can I just show up and hang out with my audience and deliver value and feel fulfilled and build those relationships and strengthen those connections? That initiates the giving and receiving exchange. Connecting with people is really about getting to know them. And it's like building any other relationship. You know, you're not expected to remember every single detail about every single person you talk to. But when people talk to me, I do my best to like, remember what they like, remember what they say. When we're in a DM conversation, maybe a couple months later to follow, excuse me, back up about what we were talking about because they're actual people. <laughs> they're actual people that are taking time out of their day to get to know you. And so how can we really invest into building those relationships with no expectation? I'm not, showing up for a means to an end. I'm showing up because I really, really care. Second thing is being able to communicate how you help people and the value of your work. This also goes back to our little chit chat this morning, because if you're not sold on the value of your work and you don't understand the value of your work, that becomes very hard to communicate that to the masses. And so how do you guys feel? Let me know. How do you feel when it comes to communicating the value and communicating what you do and communicating the transformation? Because that carries so much weight. We talked about this yesterday. We talked about magnetic marketing. We talked about positioning. That plays a part. Being able to communicate the kind of work you do makes all of the difference. Because if you're showing up and you're like, yeah, I help people do this. Or like, you can be at this level and hopefully you'll like get here. And you're like meek and unsure and not confident and not convicted. And I'm struggling or I want to charge this, but like I'm struggling to get behind this. Like people feel that. 
if you are not convicted, like, oh, convicted as fuck in what you do, people will feel it. And I got to be so honest with you guys. I'm so sick of the way that this is taught. One of my clients, Ariel, I think is on, and, and we laugh about this all the time, but like the, I help people do this by doing this, like that is boring. People don't pay attention to that. That's not how you communicate how you help people. It's not about literally getting on stories or typing in your bio, I help people do this. That doesn't do anything for me and I'm sure it doesn't do anything for you. So then when you go to share it, you're like, well, this is falling flat and nobody's paying attention and it's not resonating and that's why. Yeah, we've had so many people ask about product-based businesses. 80% of what we're gonna talk about will apply to that, but it's the same thing with your product. Your product changes lives. Your product makes something easier. It makes something better. It makes something vibier. It makes something insert here. It, it creates a transformation. So I have a hard time talking about the transformation. When I communicate what I do, I get less of a response. Still struggling to put into words. My question to you guys then is, are you saying what you really want to say? Are you saying what you mean to say? Or are you trying to fit it into this like pretty marketed thing? Yesterday we were talking about what the fuck do I have to say? What the fuck do they need to hear? The same applies with communicating your work. And so then it becomes, what do they really, really want? And whatever you're doing, your offer, your service, your product, your course, your program may just be the vehicle to get them to that place. So, for example, you know, yes, I help people make more money, but what they really want is freedom. They want to travel. They don't want to take time off. They don't want to have to say no to money. They want to go into seasons of life if they're starting a family, if they're building a house, if they're becoming nomads, if they're, you know, whatever. They want space. They want freedom. My vehicle to help them get there is helping them grow their business, to have successful launches, to create reoccurring revenue, to create stability, to create predictability. So, yeah, I could say I help female entrepreneurs make five-figure launches, but that gets lost. That doesn't hit the same. It doesn't hit the same for me. It doesn't excite me. But when I can say, I can help you build a life and business of fulfillment and freedom and profit and ease and fun, that's what people want. That's what I want to help them with. My offers are the vehicle. So think about the things that your ideal clients are craving. Think about the things that when you were in that spot, you were craving, that you wanted. Being able to communicate that is huge. And when it comes to marketing and communicating value, I saw someone earlier, I can't remember who dropped a comment about like only business coaches can make money. And that's just in the belief of like, that's because they can market off of making money. No matter what you buy, there is a return on resources. But again, our minds are just so focused on the money that we're like, well, if we can't help people make more money, then we can't make money. And that's not true. 
with your offers, services, products, programs, you're creating a return on resources in some way, shape, or form, whether they are getting more time back, they are getting more energy back, you're saving them overwhelm, you're saving them frustration, you're creating more spaciousness, you're helping them create more fulfillment. All of those things tie back to money. It all ties back to money. If you're helping someone save time, they now have time back to go earn more money or to go explore a new opportunity. If you're saving someone energy, they are more open to receiving downloads for a business idea or their next offer or whatever. It's not about the money, but the more that we help people create space, create more positive vibes, save time, save headaches, save frustration, it creates room for money. The artist mindset is its own beast and it's been a lot of work implementing more real conversations within the industry. And I think too, you can shift, right? It doesn't matter who you serve because I hear this a lot. Like my ideal client or my industry or, the, or this person, this cohort of people, they just have this mindset and they can have that mindset, but there's always outliers. And so I raised my prices a little bit in the last couple of months and I really struggled with like, well, sometimes I get price objections and what if I raise my prices and I get even more, but I said, I'm actually, I'm going to choose to draw this line in the sand to say it's outside of the realm of possibility in my world with the energy that I put and the beliefs that I believe and who I choose to be every day that people are going to argue my prices or that they're not going to see the value. I'm setting this into motion. I'm creating this bubble around me that I'm going to have more pay in fulls and less objections than ever before. It doesn't matter what their background is. It doesn't matter what the industry is. It doesn't matter whatever. Because a lot of the times I was just on a, a client call this morning and she was like, well, I just feel like people can't afford it. And I'm like, the moment that you project and, and expect that, that's what you start to see. So, oh, I know their mindset sucks. Oh, I know they can't afford it. Or I bet this would be a stretch for them or whatever. You're like making space for that. You're welcoming it into your world. And so it's not about being naive and saying, everyone has all the money. And, I'll, you know, everyone, every single person in my audience can afford to pay me in full. It's not about that. But it's really about who am I calling in? Who's the perfect client? And I know, Terry, we've talked about this before on a couple situations, but there are artists out there that have inheritances, that have side gigs, that have saved money, that have credit cards. There are well-resourced artists that are ready to pay you in full, but it's we, we can't project and expect what we don't want. Another client, I, I've been working with her for almost two years, and she's always like, I know I don't want this. I know I don't want that. I know I don't want this. It's like, great, stop focusing on it. Because <laughs> what we focus on grows. Why don't we shift and focus on what we do want instead and just obsess over it in the best way and revisit it every day? For everyone who dropped the money, I'm scrolling up, the 50K, the 80K, the 8K, the 10K, how infatuated are you with that? How in relationship are you with that? Do you think about it every day? Do you journal on it every day? Do you set aside time to get in the vibe and get in the feeling and feel the gratitude every day? Or is it just when it comes time to sell something? 
I sit in the obsession and the gratitude and the excitement of my financial goals every single day, whether I'm selling or whether I'm not, because what I focus on grows, period. So when we shift our focus from the money that we want to, oh, my audience is too small, I'm lacking, I'm lacking, I'm lacking, I don't have the things in place, that's experience that you are creating, and I know nobody wants that. Okay, so the next thing, going back to your follower account, <laughs> what you do need instead behind, besides living a fully embodied life every fucking day, authenticity. We talked about this yesterday, right? Showing up with who you are. Showing up being who you are. You want people to gravitate towards your content. You want more people to share your work. You want to grow your community size. You need to be yourself because yourself is the most relatable thing that you can do. And so I see a lot of coaches teaching about, and, and listen, guys, there's a time and there's a place to this. I have my own like content pillars and content strategy, but I don't think the ticket to growing is mini trainings and three tips to X, Y, and Z. My most viral posts have been a transmission of just who I am, things that are relatable. I'm going to um, pull up my Instagram and just give you some examples because I've had a lot of posts get a lot of traction lately because I've just been speaking from the heart. One from a couple weeks ago, there are people in your audience who will pay you in full before ever speaking to you. Your mentor is not your babysitter. <laughs> yes, clients are the only vibe. Our pregnancy announcement. Last year, I created a post that said, I smoke weed daily and make 40K monthly. That got a lot of traction. It's sharing who I am. It's sharing my values. It's sharing my beliefs. My mini trainings and three tips and whatever the fucks, they're good, but they aren't the things that pull people in. Does that make sense? So if you want to grow your community, ask yourself, am I showing up in my purest form of authenticity or am I showing up as a diluted version of myself? Because a watered down version of you is going to attract watered down clients who don't really want to pay you, who resist investing in themselves, who have crappy mindsets, et cetera. So when it comes to content, it's a reflection of what am I going through? What have I been going through? What have I learned? What are my shifts? What are my aha moments? And then how do I create just really catchy content? Like the kind of content that hits nerves that makes people say, oh, I want to share that. Oh, I need to send that to my friend. Oh, I need to save that for later. My goal showing up authentically, being myself in every moment. Yes, yes, yes. So fucking good, you guys. So, so good. It's not about perfection, you guys, but I think it is about consistency. And I don't mean you have to post every single day. I don't mean you have to be on stories all day, every day. But if you're only showing up on the days that you feel good, or if you're only showing up on the days that you're selling, you are not creating a predictable environment for your community. And the truth is, our human nature 
is to appreciate safety. We like comfortable. We like predictable. We like familiar. And so we can really infuse that into our content strategy by making our best effort to show up consistently. And again, it's not about daily. It's about consistency. Can you show up to, can you commit to showing up two times a week? Can you commit to showing up one time a week? Can you commit to showing up three times a week? And then it becomes, how do we allow more ease, right? We talked about this yesterday. How can we make it easier? Once you have built up some content and you know what people respond to on the days that you're maybe not feeling so hot or you don't want to show up on stories, how can you take content that's already worked and bring it back to life? Repurpose it, not recreating the wheel, making your life easier. The game changes when you allow ease, when you start to seek out ease, you will find it. You'll find an easier way. You'll find a smoother way to market. The downloads will come through. It will be easier. Um, I think Terry was saying she struggles with freehand writing. So I want to talk about just some of my morning practices before we wrap up. I will give you guys the homework and then we'll kind of wrap up for today. Because lately, my morning routine has been so helpful. <laughs> I shifted it up, sh shaken it up. I shook it up and it is a game changer. So every single morning before I check my phone, I used to be like, let me see if there's any DMs. Let me check Boxer. Let me get back to my clients. It's like, I wake up, I go downstairs. Lately, I've been drinking orange juice. I talked about this yesterday on my stories, if you guys didn't see, but I have this frequency infused manifesting elixir that I add to my drinks and I sit there and I put 14 drops in and I go, a hundred grand, 200 grand, 300 grand. And I count myself up to 1.4 million with those drops. I sip that orange juice and I'm like, I'm allowing every sip I'm getting richer, every sip I'm getting wiser, every sip I'm attracting more clients. It is a whole vibe. <laughs> That's how I kick off every single morning. I love journaling. I didn't always love journaling because I'm actually the opposite. I think when I have prompts or if it's too structured, I feel restricted. And so lately it's been, I'm going to outsource to God. I don't have to do it on my own. The universe, God, again, whatever you believe, like he wants us to have everything that we want. That's why we desire it because we were meant to have it. And so if I'm strapped for content or I want to launch a new program, but I don't have the, the download coming in or I'm going into a launch, I divinely outsource. And I say, here's a list of things that I'm expecting you to help me with. I'm going to allow it to come in. I want a new idea for a new program, what to call it, how to structure it, how to price it. I trust that's going to come in. I want a brand new partnership client. She's already making 20K a month. She's excited to drive in. She can pay in full. I want to call her and help me call her in. I outsource the things that feel sometimes bigger than what I can carry myself. And I ask for help. It's not about, I mean, I don't know diss to affirmations, but it's not me sitting there in the morning saying like, I am a money magnet. I am wealthy. I am this. It's allowing it's being in an active state of receivership. I allow support even when I can't see it. 
I allow help from the non-tangible, from the unseen. And I get it. I get it weekly. I make God a to-do list weekly and he follows through weekly. And I revisit it daily. And then part of it is just anchoring in gratitude. Thank you so much for supporting me. That was so easy. Thank you for allowing me to allow support. Thank you for teaching me to delegate better. Another thing I love to do is I love to future tense. I write about it like I've already had it. I write about it in the past tense. This $200,000 launch was the easiest launch I've ever had. I've had less objections than ever. I've had more painfuls than ever. It's been my best live series yet. It has been so much fun. People love my vibe. They're ready to pay me. They're ready to work with me. They value the fuck out of me. It was magic. And when you can go down that rabbit hole, feeling the feelings is a lot easier. So sometimes it's future tensing. Sometimes it's divine outsourcing. Sometimes it's just like, what do I want to call in this week? Or how am I feeling? We can't suppress it either, right? So if I'm waking up and I'm like, God, I'm going through this thought spiral, I will just make a list of like bullshit <laughs> and I'll just get it out. It's out of my mind. It's out of my head. It's out of my body. I'm done with it. And then on to the next thing. Well, what do I, what am I choosing to believe to be true? What do I want instead? So try these on for size. I could talk about this all day long. It's been really, really powerful for me. The outsourcing to God has been a new thing and it has been very, very profound. The example of I want to launch a new program is actually true. I have a new program coming out in probably like two or three months, but like I asked for the download and within two days I got the name. I knew exactly what I wanted to teach. It's going to be a lot about this <laughs> mindset stuff, but anyways, here nor there. My homework for you guys from this video is to do that embodiment practice that we talked about earlier. Who are you now? How do you behave? What do you believe? What do you spend money on? How do you feel when it comes to investing in yourself? How do you feel about saving money? How do you feel about looking at your bank account? All those things. Make a list right next to each other. See them side by side. Next level version of you, the one that gets 50K launches, 10K launches, 100K launches, whatever. Who is she? What does she want? How does she behave? What does she believe to be true? How does she spend money? How does she invest in herself? Bridge the gap. Slowly but surely, pick things to integrate. Pick things to shift. That's homework piece one. Homework piece two, this goes back to the social media we were talking about, connecting with your audience. On your Instagram stories, I want you guys to share some sort of like get to know each other posts on IG. So maybe it's like a questions box, like guess my favorite color. And then... Maybe it's like, tell me your Starbucks order. It's like a mix of interactive questions people can easily tap through. You can get to know them better. They can get to know you better. This will spark your engagement. The second thing is if you have a community and they're not paying you, they likely don't know how to. They don't know how to work with you. It's probably not shared consistently enough. So I want to challenge you to hop on your stories or make a post or whatever and share with your audience at least one way they can work with you and pay you today. Set it in motion. Allow it to be easy. Seek out the ease. Be in an active state of receivership. So hopefully by now we're like, fuck the audience size. That shit does not matter. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get what I want because I believe it to be true. That's the vibe. Okay, that is the vibe. 
more about this on Instagram with the post. You guys can check out my content. I also dropped the link to Five Figure Flow. If you are ready to work with me, if you want to launch together, the details are there for you. This was amazing. And I will see you guys on day three. Bye, everyone. I hope you're loving Launch Party Week as much as I am. Make sure that you tune in all week for all five training recordings. If you're ready to jump in and play full out, you can join me inside my signature launch program, Five Figure Flow. Go to alignedandambitious.co forward slash five figure flow for all the details.